You are listening to Fantasy Movie League's Pause and Play Podcast. Pause and Play is back, and we have so much to talk about. The Oscars are right around the corner. Fantasy Movie League's Oscars game is now live, and FML Awards season is entering its final week. In Hollywood, Lion King casted Simba. The Batman may be in trouble. Something about Paula Abdul. Plus, a canine catastrophe too exclusive. I believe the kids would say, this podcast is lit. And lucky for us, we have one of those kids on the podcast today, so hopefully we'll find out if it is indeed lit. My name is Alec Bloom, and I am your host. Let's meet today's guest. Our first guest is quite the Harry Potter enthusiast. He's also the host of a, a few podcasts. The first, I'll Show You Disney Songs. And the second, Ducks Watch Together. Please welcome Josh, a.k.a. Hogsmeade 9 and 3 quarters. What's going on, Josh? Hello, everybody. How's life <laughs> in the world for everybody? It's good, yes, right? Awesome, wonderful. It's fantastic for me. It sounds like it's going well for you. Yes, absolutely. It's a wonderful, finally not snowy day here in Washington State, so it's all all kinds of good. That is all kinds of good. Well, awesome. Thank you for being on, Josh. Yeah, of course. Very cool. Up next is a fantasy football aficionado who writes for footballguys.com. He appears on a plethora of fantasy football podcasts and has a picture of himself sandwiched between Dan Marino and Joe Montana. Austin Byers Club. What's going on, Austin? Hey, thanks for having me on the show. Yes, that's that's me. Uh, and uh, I'm just really excited to be on the show with you guys, especially with uh, FML's favorite chatterer, our third guest. Uh, I think he's like the lifeblood of the FML chatter. And I'm just marveling at his uh, great Inside Out poster that's behind him that the, our audience can't see right now. So I'm just... I've been psyched about this all week, but it just gets better the more I uh, get, you know, warmed up tonight. <laughs> yeah, you are right. The audience is definitely deprived of the background of, in the in the right-hand corner here, we've got Steve Inside Out poster, which one of us thought was French right off the bat, but it actually it is just an American poster. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, I think that version of the poster was French, and then they made an American version. The default American version actually has a male head which makes no sense. It's a girl. It's great. So this is the better poster. Well well done, Steve. Unnecessary trivia point to you, Austin, right off the bat. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, and, and finally, uh, to no one's surprise, is the director of the cult classic Canine Catastrophe and of the upcoming sequel, Canine Catastrophe 2. The rumor is he's currently the front runner to helm Warner Brothers the Batman. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve. What's going on, hey. buddy? Oh, so hey, um, yeah, I like how you call it a uh, cult classic, even though it's only been out for uh, the first one's only been out for like a year. Um, but <laughs> yeah, and I'm offended by the use of the word lit since I don't say lit. I'm not. I'm not a cool kid. As uh, yeah, would you say lit is boring? Oh yeah, I would say lit is boring. <laughs> I I, I, didn't, I I've told you I'm not even the person that uh, came up with saying boring is a bad excuse. It's one of my uh, Facebook friends, and I just adopted it, and now everyone gets mad when I call something boring. And rightfully so. <laughs> well, Steve, thank you for being on. Mm -hmm. Appreciate it. I do a quick question for you. 
we, we announced the uh, K9 Catastrophe 2. Should be out sometime soon. Any chance you can give us a quick uh, plot summary of that movie? It's literally the same exact thing as the first movie, but there's a bunny this time. Which people also <laughs> got mad, then why is it called K9 Catastrophe 2 if it's not a dog? I don't know. Because people... Branding. Yeah, exactly. That's the answer I gave it. Uh, because if, and you already uh, own the rights to the K9 Catastrophe, so you might as well If I didn't call it K9 Catastrophe 2, people, not as many people would see it. People know and love the K9 Catastrophe name. <laughs> that's, that's true. It's well known. Uh, the cult would be upset. Yeah. Well, awesome. Thank you for that. Like I said, a K9 Catastrophe 2 exclusive on the Pause and Play podcast. I think fantasy movie leaguers are the only people that actually want watched it. It somehow has over a thousand views, which is my most viewed video, but... <laughs> All right, well, we should go ahead and uh, move on to the actual pause and play here. So as a reminder to all of you, we will have two rounds of questions and topics wherein points will be awarded, but they don't necessarily mean anything. So guys, let's get started with pause and play. Yay! To blatantly steal a question or two from the official Fantasy Movie League podcast, you guys remember that thing? How did you come to play Fantasy Movie League, and what is the origin of your Cineplex name? Also, in your opinion, what is the best FML Cineplex name you have seen so far? And note, Steve is not an acceptable answer for best name. Josh, let's get started with you. All right. How did I come to the FML uh, uh, playing the game is the all hail the mighty Matthew Berry because I was listening to Mm -hmm. the Fantasy Focus Football podcast and he advertised for it. And I was like, of course I will take this shameless plug and go play your game because movies are a passion of mine, uh, probably more so than football. And I was like, of course we should do this. Um, And then how my name came about is, of course, I'm a giant Harry Potter fan. And I was like, how can I make that? I was thinking what would be the best place to have a movie theater like a little art house harry potter theater like the wizards are like i don't want to fight in this war i just want to make films and it would be in hogsmeade <laughs> and of course the nine and three quarters from nine and three fourths platform um and favorite cineplex names man i was thinking about this for a while and i just kind of like the ones that that uh, that are easy enough to switch to different ones per week and uh uh my friend uh on fml ert we just put his in everything (laughs) in the world so ert i have to give him that shout out of of that as the my favorite one yeah yeah no that's a good call ert or ert or yes and you can you can pronounce it however you want too which makes it fit into everything it's kind of like the gif jif debate you know you gotta figure out which way it actually (laughs) is pronounced (laughs) right gif jif ert ert yes austin what say you uh, well, uh, I'm actually friends with Supreme Lord Chancellor of FML, Matthew Berry, uh, so he invited me to play week one, and I've been playing every week since. Um, I was immediately hooked. He knew that my connection with movies and fantasy would just converge in this perfect game for me. Um, I don't like my cinema name. It's actually my second cinema name. Uh, it's Austin Byers club. I wanted something that had my name in it so that my friends knew like who was in the league with them at at the top of the leaderboard. You know what I'm saying? Um, but, um, I couldn't think of like a good movie reference that involved Austin. So I just went with Austin Byers club. I'm open to suggestions. (laughs) We'll open that up to the rest of the FML chatter. We'll, we'll put something out there for you. Sounds good. And then uh, my favorite uh, names uh, are usually like puns that uh, make me immediately imagine some sort of weird mashup. So I like uh, Planet of the Snapes, uh, <laughs> nice. Cinema Toast Crunch, 
and uh, Bridges of Billy Madison County. <laughs> I like those. Those those are excellent mashups. There, I do like those. Steve, um, what about you? The uh, short answer of how I uh, I got into FML is a Facebook movie group that I was in uh, posted about it in the summer of 2015. So I'm one of the the old FMLers. Um, <laughs> Um, and I didn't actually understand the game until a few weeks after, but I at least knew not to play one of each movie. I at least didn't have eight screens of eight different movies. Like, I see some Cineplexes not knowing how to play the game. Um, <laughs> and uh, the way my name came about is uh, Angry Geek actually uh, named me Steve because uh, he was replying to origin- uh, he was replying to people in like a Q&A type thing, and my original name was Saxkids, which is just my last name. And he didn't know how to um, type my last name for some reason. And, um, yeah, he just said he's going to start calling me Steve. And this was before I capitalized the full Steve name. It used to just be capital S. You're getting all this insight. Um, <laughs> um, and the uh, best Cineplex name is Panic at the Megaplex, which, of course, is a play on Panic at the Disco. Something, something about a better band than Coldplay, which is too inside of a joke. <laughs> For you Wonderton Wolves fans, but um, <laughs> oh, okay, I- I'm willing to bet that Panic at the Megaplex is one of your many alternate accounts. No, <laughs> I forgot what the name was. I had to look it up. <laughs> How could it be my alternate? <laughs> because account? you have so many. Because you have so many alternate accounts. You don't. I know. don't use any of them. Anymore. You don't remember the names of all of them? I created most of them on uh, April Steve's Day, but uh, where we all just had alter- alternate accounts. Uh, uh, April Steve's Day that went over so well with so many people. <laughs> I just, I woke up and I was like, why is everyone named Steve? What's going on? And I love it. (laughs) Well, very cool. A little disappointed that no one mentioned my name. But actually, that's a good thing because I was going to deduct points for pandering. So points all around. Good job, everyone. Yes. (laughs) Woohoo! All right, it's time for FML Weekly. Heading into the final week of award season, three new movies enter the fold. Jordan Peele's thriller in directorial debut, Get Out, Lionsgate's animated film, Rock Dog, and Collide, which owns a surprisingly talented cast for a movie I just heard of five minutes ago. Do you guys see any of these three straying from their long-range forecasts? Also, between the current FML leaders, who do you see taking the award season crown? Arrow Co. or Throwing Darts in the Dark? Austin, let's start with you. Sure, I think that... uh... (laughs) Pro box office tends to uh, underrate horror movies, but I think this is one of the rare uh, times when they've actually overprojected this. They've got it at hmm. 24 million right now, and uh, mm-hmm. my projection is at 21 million. I don't think it breaks past uh, the lights out number that was a little over 21 million uh, earlier uh, in the summer. Uh, I think they've got the projections for Collide and Rock Dog flipped. Um, I think that. Rock Dog, as sad as it may sound, I think it actually makes more than their long-range forecast of 2.9 million. I've got it at a whopping 3.7 million, and uh, I think Collide barely cracks 3 million. Uh, this thing, um, you know, it's got two Oscar-winning actors in it, and yeah. Ray from The Force Awakens. H- how can this do bad? Uh, this is how it does. This is just going to prove that you know Oscar winners don't make a good movie. This looks horrible 
I like Ben Kingsley though. You steal truck. You bring to me. You make money. It's that's that's bringing me to the theater, man. Boy, that's that's good stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, I was say you really went on a limb there with your uh, three point seven for a uh, for Rock Dog there. Yeah. Way out. Way out there. Uh, in terms of who's gonna win, should I go to that one? Charlie. Cat Sorry. attack. Josh got attacked by his cat. It's oh, if you can only here. see it. I told you about happened. And none of oh, us, and no one listening to the podcast will be able to... Oh, I said listening this time. I know I always say watching the podcast. <laughs> um, and none of us, uh, no one listening to the podcast will be able to see that, but... How unfortunate. <laughs> Back to Austin. Yeah, of, of the FML leaders, I'm going to go out on a limb here, and I'm going to say KBAR812 takes it. They're currently in sixth place. I think that oh, they get wow. the, the PC this week, and they make up the 11 million ground that they need to win first place. Crazy. That is crazy talk. Steve? Um, How crazy is that? Uh, pretty crazy. But um, <laughs> uh, the, only th- the only thing I could see straying far is uh, get out. Um, I feel not even by that much. Um, maybe like an 18 million weekend. I feel it's more popular because it's Bloomhouse than it because it's directed by uh, Peel from Key and Peel. Uh, most Bloomhouse movies make more than 24 million, which is what it's projected, but, but the only, uh, make under, I mean, but the only ones that make more are either sequels or Shyamalan films, besides the first Purge, which is still part of the franchise. Um, yeah, so I think it's gonna do under. I don't think there's that much hype around it. Only like an 18 million, maybe. And I'm also not going to go with anyone in the top two. I think Iroko will uh, do better than uh, throwing darts in, uh, uh, darts in the dark. But I actually have to go with uh, Girl Friday, who is part of the FML Resistance uh, Club. Um, it as long as it's a uh, as long as they get a perfect cineplex and no one and the top two above them don't get a perfect cineplex, they'll win. But yeah, you gotta go for FML Resistance. I'm like last place in there because I don't uh, do research. I'm ashamed to be. It's a good thing we had you on the podcast. Yeah, I'm ashamed <laughs> to be a part of that club because I don't do anything. I don't help. Josh, what about you? So I'm thinking with Get Out, my issue, or what I'm seeing with this is I see a lot. I've seen a ton of trailers and ads, mm. and it's all over YouTube and it's all over everything, at least in my world and what I'm seeing, as well as so in my day job, I work with elementary school kids and high school kids and i will tell you the high school kids are excited about get out in that sense of they Mm. know what it is and they're looking forward to having a horror film that they can go like sneak into and go see um whereas the elementary kids they've actually heard of rock dog because it played before the lego movie so Mm. there is a little bit of buzz at least in the the schools and the communities that i'm in for both of those things while i don't think get out is going to get up to 24 i just think that prediction is high i don't think it's going to fall too short of it maybe somewhere like 22 23 ish and then i do think rock dog has probably the most of a chance to succeed i just at least considering that i've heard kids in at least my classes talk about it and no one was talking about norma the north last year and somehow that thing made six million dollars i'm gonna say that rock dog is gonna get up a little bit higher than the 2.9 that's projected um, and then as for, I'm just going to throw darts in the dark and I'm going to stay right there. He's going to come through. He's going to keep throwing correctly. And that's just going to, it's going to take it down. 
So he's going to get the bullseye this week. Is what yeah, you're exactly. He might as well. I mean, listen, I could just say, Alec, you're going to come out of nowhere and it'll be a true Cinderella story. But I feel like that would hurt me in the points department. So I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. No, you, you'd be wise not to do that. <laughs> That'd question your sanity as well. Yeah, right? <laughs> we, all, we all know I'm going to win. Even though I'm like yes, in the, the, like I, a thousandth place, I kind of gave up halfway th- halfway th- through the season. <laughs> yeah, this award season was was very hard to keep like track and focus. And like once I had one bad week, and mm-hmm. I was just like, "All right, well, I'm just gonna try to play it out as best we can." Um, it was not as crazy as last award season, however, which was just bonkers. That was a lot of fun. Wasn't that yes. Daddy's Home? Was uh, Daddy's I, Home I, last award season? I believe so. Yeah. At the beginning of it, mm-hmm. I think, right? Yeah, right. kind of right at the uh, Christmas time at the beginning of award season, yeah. Yeah. Steve, uh, when you were talking earlier uh, about when you joined FML, and you said that you'd only learned to play a couple weeks after you joined, I swear you were going to say, I only learned to play a couple weeks ago. <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> and Steve, I would have 100% believed you. <laughs> I think I did like three blank screens like a week ago. It was like I'm gonna go just John Wick and Fish and Fifty Shades Darker and then nothing else <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> it's a bold move, and Steve. it didn't work out. Can you believe that? <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe it? Headlines, guys. We had our fair share of movie news drop last week. What do you want to talk about, Steve? Let's start with you. Um, I'll talk about uh, the Batman. Is the Batman franchise in trouble? Um, of course it's in trouble. Um, it, I see these headlines every week. Oh, is DC in trouble? Is Batman in trouble? It's been in trouble for the past year. Um, and I even like Batman versus Superman. I'll debate that all day. But, um, yeah, the only DCU movie I like is the Batman one. And I would just have, I would just have Zack Snyder direct this one. Because it was a good movie. But, (laughs) Um, no, nah, but don't worry, I don't like the other DC movies, but this, I don't know, I liked it. It was a good Batman movie, I don't know if it was a good Batman-Superman movie. I don't know, I liked it, I didn't love it, I just liked it. Um, yeah, but they're in trouble, but <laughs> we're kicking them while they're down, because every week it's, is DC in trouble, is Batman in trouble? So, yeah, obviously well, it, it's in trouble. <laughs> it kind of feels like Warner Brothers is kicking themselves while they're down, though, I mean, they've... <clears throat> not only talking about the Batman movie, you've got Flash, which has already had two directors depart, and they don't even have a director for that film which that's supposed, supposed to be going to come for out next year. <laughs> Suppo- yes, <laughs> supposedly yes. Wait, the uh, um, the Batman franchise isn't in trouble. Lego Batman is out, and everyone loves that. So, <laughs> yeah, but like just just like the Flash franchise, the Batman franchise, they're gone through two directors already too, and looking for a third one. I. DC's not looking good, and the Batman's kind of scaring me now, too. Supposedly they have a script, but uh, I don't know. Who knows if they'll stick to it, even if, if they, they have it. You never know if the, who, whatever director they bring on wants to do rewrites right? you know, to, yeah. to fit his, uh, his vision. So Yeah. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> this could be another Suicide Squad. Oh, goodness. I don't want to sit through another one of those. See, I don't like <laughs> Suicide Squad, so there. No, not many people did. It's sad when the best one in your franchise is Man of Steel. Like, that's just sad. It just is. Mm. I still think (laughs) Batman Superman's better, but eh. (sighs) 
Josh, what do you want to talk about? Hey, uh, so I have the uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi is revealed to be to be plural. There is multiple Last Jedis, which <gasps> I know, shocker of all shockers. I'm actually really excited about it because my joke when it was when I was like, is it just one Jedi? Is I was like, oh, so now it's essentially The Force Awakens and now The Force goes back to sleep because there's only one of them left. Um, <laughs> so I'm really really excited that it's that it is the plural version and it's not just like is it luke is it ray it could be both it can be more and it means the jedi will continue on in that way and it's i mean if in the franchise we see that jedi is used in both plural and uh singular sentences so it's cool that it's now a lot of people and not just one like they're not limiting limiting themselves with that with that decision yeah i i was uh very excited to hear it was plural as well too no. i don't know why i just was so i was just like yay it is such the difference between Couldn't those describe two why. franchises where like with batman we're like oh my gosh everything is falling apart and falling down and then with like the star wars franchise we're like what something is singular or plural <laughs> yes grammar has us excited <laughs> all right you know that we're just eating out of your hands disney like here we go um, but I, Austin. Oh, sorry, I won't. Talk. Oh no, Steve. Did you have something you want to add on to that? I was just going to say I saw a. Uh, I don't know how old it is. I saw a good theory though that saying that um, the new the new three Star Wars movies, Force Awakens, Last Jedi, and whatever the next one will be called, is forming a sentence. So it'd be the Force that Awakens, the Last awesome. Jedi, and then someone was like, "Oh, Episode Nine, so it will be the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi from their power nap." <laughs> <laughs> so Star Wars Episode Nine from their power nap. I'll watch that. <laughs> Uh, Steve, you turn 18 here soon, right? April, yeah. Uh, head to Vegas as soon as you turn 18. Put money on that title. Don't give for me bad nine. advice, Alec. <laughs> I, I, I give you great advice, Steve. I have your best interests. Mm-hmm. The first part of the bad advice was go to Vegas. <laughs> Austin. Well, what do you want to talk about? We, we all know that like Batman's a big deal, superheroes, Star Wars is a big deal, but why isn't anyone talking about The Lion King? Because everybody loves The Lion King, and they just announced that Donald Glover is going to be cast as Simba. Mm-hmm. I, I love me some Donald Glover. Like, as soon as he was on Community, like, forget it. Like, I love everything he does. He can sing, he can act, he's diverse in his role playing, and uh, I always thought it was a little weird that Darth Vader was Ferris Bueller's dad when I was growing up watching the original Lion King. So I like this a lot better. I can, I'm, I'm, I'm just glad they brought James Earl Jones back yes. because if some, if someone else played Mufasa, that would just, I would revolt. I just like, that wouldn't worked out for me. Yeah. And Donald Glover, man, he's, uh, he, he's booking gigs left and right, like big gigs. He's, he's got the Han Solo, the young Han Solo spinoff. Right. Right. And another Disney franchise will be eating out of their hands again. He's Disney's printing in money. Spider-Man Homecoming as well. So yeah, he'll just be everywhere. Which good. If somebody can just be everywhere, Donald Glover, be everywhere. <laughs> I'm good with that. <laughs> you go get him, DG. Last question of round one. Guys, give me your thoughts and or predictions for the upcoming Oscars, as well as any thoughts you may have about Fantasy Movie League's Oscars game. Josh, let's start back with you. All right. Uh, Oscar predictions that La La Land will win 
almost everything under the sun. I'm saying it's going to tie the record for the 11 Oscar wins with Titanic and All About Eve. Um, that's it. It's just going to be. I think it's going to be La La Land is going to run the table. As much as I'm rooting for a Moonlight to come yeah. and steal as much as possible, because Moonlight is mm-hmm. just amazing. That's um, my favorite but I of think, I mean. <laughs> Yeah, I love La La Land as well. I was it's uh, to me it's unfortunate that both of those films came out in the same year and had to compete, but I think La La is going to just kind of sweep through everything that it can. I don't think it's going to win Ryan Gosling um and then oh, I don't have my predictions in front of me. I think it's like one of the sound categories that it's not going to win and then it can't win song versus each other. Yeah. So it can only win one of those. So 11 wins in total for La La Land and I'm wow. excited about the FML game. I think that it's really unique and fun to get to pick and to do our game for Oscar award seasons. It's it's just awards predictions and Oscar seasons is one of my favorite things. So it's just, it's awesome. It's an awesome add-on. Yeah. Do you think you're going to be anchoring with uh, La La Land since I, you have it uh, taken yes. 11? Or? If, if just, I don't even mind giving out my coma lineup right now. My coma lineup for that is going to be La La will be my anchor. And then I'm looking at something between Zootopia, which I think is going to win animated, Jungle Book, which will probably be visual, and then filling out with like an arrival because it's got a chance to sneak into some of those um, those technical categories and stuff like that. And I think that's kind of what, what I'm leaning with through there as well. But definitely, if you're going to Anchor, anchor with Lala because it's gonna win a ton. It might not be eleven, but it's gonna win a ton. And if you get some of that, I think it's a really good way to go. Yeah, Austin, what about you? Um, well, Josh mentioned Zootopia. Animation is the category that's nearest and dearest to me after working at Pixar Animation Studios for fifteen years. Uh, so. Oh. Zootopia is uh, the one that I think takes this one home. You know, there's a trend that the BAFTA typically predicts the animation awards and they picked Kubo here. But I sort of feel like uh, British sensibilities can handle stop motion better than American sensibilities. And I think that that tilts them slightly towards Kubo a little bit. But I think Zootopia takes this home. I think this is the best Disney feature animation movie since The Lion King. I love Zootopia. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Hmm. So I, I would say go Zootopia. Don't overthink the Kubo thing. And I've actually got uh, Fences anchoring my mm-hmm. uh, Cineplex. And I think that that heavily, you know, leans on Denzel Washington winning actor here. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he I think he gets it. And I'd rather go with a little higher risk, um, lower played cinema because I think La La Land's going to be the, the most popular anchor. And it totally might be the right anchor. But I think if I pick Fences and I get right – by swinging for the fences, then uh, it'll uh, give me a better shot at a higher finish in this Oscars contest. So that's where I'm standing. <clears throat> well, first off, you lost that bonus point that you got at the beginning of the game. I the knew it! That, 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 that swing and fences pun. <laughs> Dang I it. could tell the, yeah, the, uh, the look on your face, you knew that was coming. I knew it was coming, but I couldn't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I do think you're right. I think uh, best actor could swing things in this game. Do you lose a point? I have so many points. I have an infinity of points. Yeah, Alec technically wins every game. Technically, I do. Steve, I know you, at least at one point, you had a, a differing opinion as far as the animated feature. You were kind of looking at Kubo, because you were kind of looking at BAFTA, the, yeah. the BAFTA. I'm, um, yeah, I'm go- yeah, that's actually one of my predictions. I'm leaning, now I'm back to leading towards Zootopia. And here's why. I honestly think 
since the Oscar voting group has gotten more diverse, I think they might go Zootopia because of the racism issue, like the diversity issue in, that they tackle in Zootopia over yeah. Kubo. Um, and honestly, I don't even like Kubo that. I, uh, Kubo's good, um, but it's not even in my <laughs> oh. top five for animation oh. for the year. Um, oh, you're breaking my heart. I, I know. I, that's the problem with a lot of stop motion films for me. I feel they make a good. They're like, oh, people are impressed with. Like, I, I'm wrong. I know, <laughs> but uh, people are impressed with the stop motion. So, so they don't really care about anything else. It kind of lost me in the third act. Uh, it's fine. Um, yeah. So my other bold predictions are <laughs> La La Land wins nine. Uh, Denzel will win actor. Manchester by the Sea gets nothing, because I think La La Land will win screenplay. And the biggest category of them all, Best Short Film Live Action, goes to Time Code. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we know you nailed it, Steve. They should announce that category last, because everyone gets the biggest category of the night. <laughs> right. There you go. Good work, gentlemen. Round two will act as a lightning round of sorts where our guests are supposed to deliver rapid-fire responses to my questions. Let's see what actually happens. Question number one. Will Lionsgate's Rock Dog opening weekend beat out Lionsgate's Norma the North three-day opening weekend of $6.8 million? Steve, let's start with you. No, it just it probably will do around wildlife is my guess, but that's like under four mil. Yeah. Austin. If this film does better than Sean the Sheep movies, four million, I'll cry a little tear. Josh? No, I don't think it gets close, um, but yes. Number two. Seriously, guys, should Lionsgate move on from making animated features? Steve, let's start with you again. Um, I've only seen Norm of the North out of their uh, animated features, and that's the my least favorite film of, uh, of 2016. I'm gonna say <laughs> they should just stop, because looking at other reviews for their other movies... Uh, which I'm smart, so I haven't seen them. Um, uh, yeah, they should probably just quit. Pull the plug, huh? Yeah. Austin, what about you? Uh, I think they should stop making movies in English. They should stick to other languages, because Un Gallo Con Muchos Huevos made 3.4 million <laughs> in 400 theaters. Only 400 theaters. So, they should go with that. Nailed the uh, pronunciation. <laughs> you got Thank that you. point back, Austin. Yes! <laughs> Josh, uh, I'm gonna say they should reboot their whole series, uh, their whole division is what they should do. Take the Pixar model, spend two years just working on your script, and put out good stories, and then deliver us good movies. Because more good movies couldn't hurt anybody. So just reboot the whole thing. It's fine. That's nobody's jobs in the mix there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tip the Lionsgate. <laughs> good movies don't hurt anybody. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, it fills out my worst list pretty well. I can't. I need to start seeing more bad movies so I can have a better, a worse, worst list. Uh, go see A Sound of Thunder with Ben Kingsley. If you think no, Elidus is worst, go see no. A Sound of Thunder and laugh. I made that mistake as well. <laughs> Ooh, good lord. Question number three. Straight up now tell me, are you more of a rock dog kind of person or an MC scat cat kind of person? Josh, I'm going to start with you on this one. Straight up, now tell me, do you really want to love me forever? Oh, oh, oh. Are you just having fun? MC Scat Cat for life. (laughs) (laughs) For life. Steve, your thoughts? Yeah, um, I surprised you when I said I'm a fan of MC, that I knew who MC Scat Cat was. Um, Whoa, Steve is taking us for um, a walk. 
Yeah, sorry. <laughs> in case you can't hear or wondering what that noise is, Steve is now taking us on a tour of his house. Sorry, I had to move to a quieter room. Um, uh, He's going yeah, to so his Scat Cat shrine room. Oh, yes, I see the wonderful Scat Cat, Scat Cat statue made of butter. It's fine. It's great. Is that a French MC Scat Cat poster I see in the background? Oh, yeah, totally. It's not even my room. Uh, Paul Abdul was a dude, so, yeah. Um, yeah, I am neither an MC Scat Cat fan or a Rock Dog fan, but I at least knew what MC Scat Cat was, which surprised you, Alec. But, um, that did, very much so. Yeah, but that music video, I had never seen the full thing. That's like the most 80s thing ever. And I and I should know because I'm clearly I was clearly born in the 80s. <laughs> I was born in the 80s. Just so everyone knows. Uh yeah, me too. Austin, what are your thoughts? I I love me some MC Scat Cat. Uh I think I'd rather watch the Scat Strut uh solo music video on loop for 90 minutes than go and watch Rock Dog. That's how much I love Ooh. MC Scat Cat. Ouch. <clears throat> All right. Uh, well, as, as always, the PNP podcast, uh, we take two steps forward, but without fail, we immediately take two steps back. <laughs> now, some multiple choice questions. Question number one. One film critic had this to say. It is a silly waste of time. In other words, it's just what we need right now. Which movie is this critic referring to? Get Out. Lights Out. Inside Out. Or cop out. Josh, sorry. Oh, um, I am going to say cop out? Oh, man, I Steve? hope not. <laughs> I- I'm going to also go cop out. It's oh. got to be cop out. Guys, it's cop oh, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, the one positive review for Cop Out. Great, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> that, that took me a while scanning through Rotten Tomatoes to find a positive one. <laughs> And I don't know what was going on in two thousand in July of two thousand ten that this critic thought we needed this movie right now. <laughs> Dark times. Or what was going on in his life? Dark times, I, I July two thousand ten. All right, next one. Who voiced the cat in Jordan Peele's Keanu? Bruce Willis, Keanu Reeves, Hugh Jackman, or Paula Abdul? Steve, we'll start with you. Uh, Keanu Reeves. I knew I knew this the second you asked the question. Yeah, I knew it was Keanu Reeves. Sorry, I'm a big Key and Peele fan. <laughs> I also knew it was Keanu as well, yes. And I figured that was going to be the easiest one, but I was really hoping someone would say Paula Abdul, because that would have actually gotten you five points. Oh. Uh, final multiple choice question and final question of round two. In a cold-hearted cage match, who you got? MC Scat Cat, Keanu the Cat, Keanu the Actor, or Bruce Willis's character from Lucky Number Slevin, Mr. Good Cat? Steve, let's go with you again. Uh, we'll go Keanu the actor, because I'm sure, uh, yeah, we'll just go him. I don't have anything funny to say. We picked up on that. Austin. <laughs> Keanu the cat from the movie Keanu, because he's hard. So I hear. Josh. In a claymation celebrity deathmatch kind of way, Keanu the cat mm-hmm. just sits there while Bruce Willis and Keanu openly uh, rip each other's heads off and wins. Wait, the, the cat wins? Is that yeah, or, because wait, which the others cat? just destroy each other, so the cat's just like, well, I'm adorable, so I win. <laughs> Fair enough. Zero points all around. Yes. It's because I had nothing yes. funny to say. That's why I didn't get points. That's exactly. You, you, you ruined it for everyone else, Steve. Well, our not funny got us no points as well, so we're all, we're all doing well. This is whose line is anyway scoring, and I can't make up, and I can't improv things. <laughs> 
Well, gentlemen, that's the end of round two, which means one of you will be eliminated while the other two face off in the Pause and Sway Challenge. The winner of that will be awarded their very own soapbox from which to rant about whatever they like, as long as it's movie-related. So, yes, one of you will be departing us. It's going to be a tough one, guys, because I, uh, I didn't keep score after the second question, per <laughs> usual. And I don't know what these random hash marks mean that are in between Austin's name and Steve's name. <clears throat> I don't know who they're supposed to go to. So I'll just assume that means that Steve is trying to steal points. So, Steve, you are eliminated from the Pause and Play podcast. Yes. Oh, I, win the fir- I won the first Pause and Plays and just can't win ever again. <laughs> so mo- that means moving on will be Josh, a.k.a. Hogsmeade, nine and three quarters. And Austin, a.k.a. Austin Buyers Club. Today's Pause and Sway Challenge topic is pairing. What pairs well with an Oscar ceremony? A fine whiskey, neat, a nice red, micro-brew, craft or domestic beer, or perhaps some cheap champagne? Maybe you guys have something else in mind. And maybe if Steve were still here, he could recommend a nice juice box. Who wants to start this one? Austin, Josh, who wants to go first? I can rock on it. Josh, you got it. All right. So I will pair the Oscars with the most uh, traditional uh, Hollywood food that I could think of, which is not any sort of alcohol, but a donut. You just get yourself a wonderful stack of donuts, and every time that something happens that you do not like or there's a speech that is just boring you, you have a wonderful donut to chomp on and then also to toss at your screen as you so choose, you know. So not only is there fun of eating, but also project objects always good <laughs> always good yes and are we talking glazed or are we, t- are we talking powdered i think we're getting a 12 pack we're just gonna mix it up a little bit you know <laughs> we gotta get a little bit here and there get get a baker's dozen go crazy oh wow that is crazy austin your thoughts um i i'm thinking of a drink uh no matter what drink you pick you gotta have it paired with a drinking game you know, if someone has a speech with a political statement, you take a drink. Uh, if the wrap-up music pushes someone off the stage, you take a drink. Um, if someone mentions how heavy the Oscar is, you take a drink. Um, <laughs> my drink of choice would be cheer wine. It's family-friendly, just like this podcast. <laughs> it sounds very fancy. Uh, but it's really just cherry soda. Uh, but, you know, the high sugar content could cause people to pass out if they drink enough. And the caffeine keeps them awake enough to see the end of the ceremony. <laughs> and I think that would uh, pair well, actually, with the donuts. Because they'd make a good chaser for that right? as well, too. There you go. Ooh, so it means you guys made this one uh, doubly hard on me. So, guys, I'm going to do something really silly here. 20-sided die. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Evens. All right. Austin wins. (laughs) Because I landed on his name. (laughs) Magic missile. (laughs) So sorry, Josh. That was an excellent answer. Thank you. And I may, in fact, be getting a baker's dozen of donuts. There you go. Yes. For the Oscars. But, Austin, you win. So that means you get your very own soapbox that you can jump onto uh, if you so like. Wow, I'm I'm honored. These were two worthy uh, opponents in a very uh, rigorously and accurately scored game, and I'm just honored <laughs> to have you know defeated them in a very fair contest. Um, mm-hmm, my soapbox has to do with the movie theater experience. Uh, we recently got a new movie theater in my area, and it's super fancy. But you know what? 
There's people walking around serving food during the movie and they're bringing out bills, at, you know, right during the climactic chase scene right at the end. Can those, like, dinner theater places try to figure out a way to, like, be more ninja-like in their the bill during the second act during some sort of boring exposition or something? That would, that would mean a lot to me. And, and if they could keep the lights down during the previews, because I kind of sometimes care about those, and the lights down if there's going to be scenes during the credits. None of this, like, full blast, so I can't see any of the cool scenes from the next Marvel movie or whatnot. So uh, I just wish the theaters would, uh, you know, in- help us enjoy that theater experience a, l- a little bit more. Yeah, I don't think you're... Well, you may be in the minority with people who don't... Uh, not a huge fan of the, the dining the movie dining experience. I enjoyed it at first, but yeah, it's, it's exactly what you're talking about is the wait staff moving around. It's distracting. The food is great. The beer is great. I love beer during a movie. Yeah. But them moving around and handing out tickets because they purposely do it like at the beginning of the third act because they want to get their bills done, get their bills uh, taken care of before the movie ends. But it's so inconvenient. (laughs) And they all come out at the same time. It's like 10 of them suddenly like all walk in. I'm like, what's going on? Oh yeah. It bugs me. (laughs) And God forbid you have God forbid you have to argue your bill right? <laughs> during the movie, movie as well. Ugh. Yeah, so yeah, I completely understand. And soapbox, thank you for letting me uh, stand on a soapbox for a moment there. I appreciate it, fellas. Bravo, bravo. <laughs> thank you, thank you, gentlemen. Uh, I want to thank the three of you again for uh, joining us today and joining me on this pause and play podcast. Very cool of you guys to do so. So thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you for letting me no be problem. on here. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm not going to be invited back. <laughs> Dude, I I'm was going, honored. It's just going to be me moving back and forth through rooms the whole time. <laughs> I was honored to be on a podcast with with the Steve. Oh, the like, Steve. I love yeah. this. The... When I saw you were on the guest list, I was like, oh my gosh. I got, kind of got butterflies in my stomach a little bit. Yeah, now that it pops up on uh, Skype, everyone knows my actual name. It's not Steve what? I, don't, I, I actually have no idea what it pops up as. So. <laughs> You'll always be Steve in the hearts of FML. Yes. And Steve, if for some reason you don't get invited back, you can always start a petition. <laughs> yeah, uh, we did get enough signatures, but uh, apparently uh, apparently, uh, petitions don't mean anything, even though we got... I know some of those might have been by the same people, but I know I only signed once. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, let's wrap this up. Let's roll the end credits here. Couple things. If you haven't signed up for the Fantasy Awards League yet, do so now. You can go to awards.fantasymovieleague.com, sign up uh, for free. And if you're already playing FML, you already have an account set up. So just go to awards.fantasymovieleague.com and you are set up and good to go. Um, also, note Pause and Play has their own awards, uh, their own private awards league. The password, mm-hmm. lowercase. Kurt Loader. It's all one word K U R T L O D E R. The grand prize. Similar to the grand prize, uh, and and also not that similar to the grand prize in FML, uh, the winner receives a picture of an autographed copy of Crocodile Dundee in Los Angeles, um, signed by me, n- not signed by me, not by Matthew Berry, mind you. <laughs> Unless we can get him to sign it, we'll see what happens. <laughs> and also, just it's just the picture that will be emailed to you. So do that, do that now. Also note too, there is a, and Steve, you may be, able, may be able to touch on this real quick. There is also an FML Awards. We had one last year and there should be an FML Awards show appearing sometime around the Oscars, I think. Do you guys have a, a time frame in mind of when that might uh, be released? We hope it's up by uh, on the Oscars like last year. 
yeah, I know uh, Plex, uh, no Plex Zone just um, uh, made his uh, opening monologue, which he put up today, and I finished mine. Um, yeah, we should have it up by the Oscars, hopefully. Very cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so and check it's gonna that be out. The best. It's going to be even better than last year. <laughs> just like K9 Catastrophe 2 is going to be better than the first one. The sequel is always better. Um, always. It's twice yeah. as good. Twice as good. <laughs> yes, that's why it's the sequel. And then the third one is three times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very cool. Yeah, so keep a, uh, be on the lookout for that in the main chatter. I'm sure it'll be posted there. And if uh, the FML uh, gods are so kind, they will pin that uh, mm-hmm. to the FML chatter as well, too, like they did last year as well. Um, gentlemen, I think we actually lost Josh. I think he was he was sad. I think he was sad that he didn't, uh, you know, get to do the soapbox thing. So I'm going to go see if I can console him. <laughs> uh, before we go, uh, do you gentlemen have anything you wish to plug? Steve, I know you have uh, like 77 things on FML that you do. Would you like to plug uh, a couple of those? We are pressed for time, uh, so please okay. don't plug all of them. Well, it's only two things on FML. First of all, I do ask Steve and I do um, spit takes with Steve. Um, I also have my Canon Catastrophe 2 coming out, hopefully middle of March. Um, and the third annual Mediocrity Awards, which I think I sent out a poll in there, which is just the most mediocre in movies over 2016. So yeah, look out for those. Cool. We'll that should be posted on the Oscars, and the Canon Catastrophe 2 should be posted mid-March, hopefully. <laughs> Cool. We'll be looking for that. Austin, what about you? Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at AustinNFL. I do talk about FML stuff there as well. Uh, and if you like fantasy football, check out footballguys.com. Very cool. Check that out, guys. All right. We're all done. Let's uh, let's go ahead and shut this thing down. FML audience, thank you for listening. Good night. Good morning. Good afternoon. See you next week.